join us in the deep blue waters with George Clooney, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, and Bernie Mac, the car salesman from Transformers, in Ocean's Eleven. Hey guys, welcome to Wham. It was, that was it good. Was that like, was a good one. It, it was. I, I, David Attenborough was really. You know, he's really hard to do, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> I don't know. He's I think good. I could seduce him. Hey, man. I'm not trying to say anything like to stir up anything. 18 inches, but what we watch? That's a disability. <laughs> we watched. <laughs> we watched Ocean's Eleven. Um, strangely, by coincidence, or was it planned? On episode 11. It was really, it was really perfect. And we only realized this like four <laughs> minutes ago, maybe before recording this. It was, it was good. I literally was just thinking like, what movie am I seeing all over my TikTok feed that um I've been wanting to watch instead of just watching clips. It was Ocean's 11 and it was The Martian and I can't get The Martian anywhere. So I asked Nick, hey, you want to do Ocean's 11? Oh, the, isn't The Martian on Amazon? It might be. I just went and got the DVD from my library, so I'm going to watch it soon. True. Oh, we should do that sometime too. The Martian is really good. I but, love the um, Martian. It's got Donald in it. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ocean's Eleven. I mean, for the marketing, it was 2001, so it was kind of right before us. But the marketing, mm-hmm. as far as I know, and like kind of what I got from like going through combing through YouTube and stuff, is that it was a pretty big movie and it was a pretty big hit for people. Mm-hmm. But um, I never really, I never grew up like knowing what Ocean's Eleven's was, mm-hmm. but more just like hearing the name a lot. Yeah, yeah like it wasn't that. like a Jurassic Park kind of thing where it's like you know, oh the dinosaur movie. Yeah, we're in the park and they all get loose. But... So you didn't even know like this was a heist movie, dude. I didn't know it was a heist movie until probably like 2013 or something. Damn. I, I mean, I, I, know. I I understand that. It's not something that's like drilled into you as much. You just sort I of hear it, the franchise. I thought it was one of those movies about the oil spills, like where they're on like, like the Deepwater actual, Horizon. That, yeah, that's what I pictured when people said Ocean's Eleven. Wow. I'm like, man, I guess that was good. I, um, weirdly, I just met someone recently who was an actor on Deepwater Horizon. Really? That's pretty and, neat. They were talking about how the whole thing was on a soundstage and they put water all over it and like oil shooting out and it was like a great experience. And now he's like some dude that's devoted to God and he quit acting and his life is a lot more boring now. That's cool. Did you like give him some change though? I mean, he worked on D Show Devo, so whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> he didn't make money. <laughs> water Horizon. Deep Water 11 Horizons. That's it. <laughs> Two. Coming to you this summer, man. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I mean, how do you, how do we start off this movie? We first see um, George Clooney in prison, don't we? Yeah, George Clooney's in there. He's leaving prison and he gets a Jersey a prison. Ring. A Jersey prison, and it's a really quick, nice intro. Yeah, like like um, it's really clean. The music's good, but it's a little kind of repetitive, almost, almost a little bit too prominent. And it's kind of through Mm -hmm. that in some parts of the movie. I feel like, but not all of it. Oh yeah, they keep us the the like theme very small over a lot of important scenes. Mm-hmm. But then there's some uh, like um, specifically at the beginning and then when he's first walking into the casino, mm-hmm. um, into that casino where he meets the Transformers guy. Um, yeah, I felt like the music was it, it fit and it worked for the scene and everything. It was just a little bit too prominent. And like the background of the song was just a little I don't know. It was just a little too loud for I get what I wanted. I wanted to focus on him quietly walking into the casino, not like, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, the the original score is put on a little prominently. It's iconic, though. I've heard that so many other places uh, before this for some reason. Maybe it's like big in video essay shit or something. Um, but the the songs they put into here. Uh, are very good mostly because we're talking about vegas this movie mostly takes part in vegas so we have elvis and we have um mama loves mambo in there uh we have some fun stuff playing uh including a funny enough this is i think a part of the original score but when we come to a circus which we'll talk about later they're doing a chinese rendition of caravan which is the big song from whiplash 
I thought wow. that was interesting. I've never seen Whiplash. <laughs> that's cool, though. Yeah, I guess that um, doesn't matter then. Yeah, but that's cool. Um, but but that that whole scene at the start where they're just doing like whatever, Mister Ocean, like, or what are you gonna do when you get out? And they're kind of talking to him. Mm-hmm. It just gives us a really quick like, okay, this guy's an ex-con. Um, he was literally a con man. He um, lost his wife. Yeah, he lost his wife, and he's leaving again, and he's planning another one. Like we can like see it on his face pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just gives us everything we need to know really fast right away. We're out of the gate. But the thing that I thought was really weird is that um, it like it when it switches to Brad Pitt, it's a really abrupt like, all right, bam, we're over here now. Yeah. And it's it, there's no real flow to it. And it just kind of mm-hmm. like pushes the audience over there. And I didn't really like that. But I understand they have to introduce a handful of characters. But I think, in introducing yeah. that many. Sorry. Um, it, my thoughts. Amazing. Um, introducing that many, um, I think they just struggle having a really strong, like, um, I had a really strong personality, I guess. Like all the characters are memorable and they're individual and they have their own quirks and like, um, like whatever strengths and weaknesses, all that. And each of them is like, Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, whatever. But all the characters are, are their strengths and like, that's it. Uh, I get so, that, yeah. I don't know. It, it's okay. I understand they can't flesh it out as much. The movie was already long. I think mm-hmm. like the first 45 minutes or something is introducing those characters. But uh, um, Yeah, you're right. But like, I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see more of them, but I don't know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. There are, what characters have the most uh, depth to them? There's Matt Damon, there's Brad Pitt, there's obviously George Clooney. Um, those are very well fleshed out in my was opinion. Don Cheadle, the black guy. Yes, he was. Well, there's, there's two in the crew, but Don Cheadle plays the, uh, oh, like the, the British, British Cockney one. one. Yeah. yeah. That is specifically a Cockney accent, which across the Spider-Verse helped me recognize. Wow. Aren't you cool? I'm basically a scholar. I'm basically awesome. Anyway. Uh, um, Mullen Wally linguist. <laughs> put it on the resume. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah all the all the cuts in the movie like not not the cuts the transitions i really mm-hmm. didn't like um like some of just like where it was just straight up like a blue bar or something like oh, moving yeah. to the left blue it was bar really flash good. frames i'm gonna be very honest mm. i kind of fell for it because that 2000s that very early 2000s nostalgia of hey we just found out what digital is so now every time we introduce a character the title the text the 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 transitions are all going to be zooming around there's something that it makes me feel a little uh nostalgic for just because you know you grew up with media very similar to that yeah, I I can kind of understand that, but every time I saw one of those bars going like left to right across the screen, I just felt someone and like in the editing room just going whoa, like when they were pressing the button, and that's just that's just what I felt every time. <laughs> it, I, they they were just pretty gross. It dates it, but uh, it later on in the movie, it. they kind of they, they they lay off those, so it gets a little better. Um, young Matt Damon and Brad Pitt are really good and it's cool. And I can see why they like, um, they they got so big and everything. Yeah. Um, but God, they play the same motherfuckers in like all the movies that they've done. Um, or not, not all of them, but like, I've Mm -hmm. seen these characters so many Mm -hmm. times for these two guys. It's really funny. At least Brad Uh, Pitt, Brad Pitt's always that same like guy. Brad Pitt's definitely playing a character that he's very uh, established with where he's sort of a secondary that's very cocky um, mm-hmm. and well-established and he always has to be convinced into something. Yeah, Matt exactly. Damon plays a very hesitant character who's trying to be to prove that he can do more than he thinks. It's usually the opposite, in my opinion. It's someone that can do a lot but doesn't want to. That's what we see in The Martian. That's what we see in Goodwill Hunting. I mean, um, in... um. In, I, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, I guess, but I feel like just as Matt Damon did get older, he moved into that role. But I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of his young stuff. Or I can't think about it, but yeah. I think he was when he was younger. He was more of that like sheepish kind of like underdog, but like really good kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. whatever, put uh, what you know, put me in coach kind of dude. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were gonna do like a father son sort of thing with George Clooney and him, and but but they didn't 
really. I mean, they could have, but they didn't. Yeah, um, they focused and, more on um, <laughs> uh, on sort of like playing with him, toying with him. I guess we could talk about that a little bit more later because this isn't that part of the movie. But I liked, I liked how they were toying with him a little bit. Yeah, they do fuck with him a lot. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Um, well, we had some to good fuck hazing with going on. Yeah, no, it's important. <laughs> they, they did a little meeting beforehand. They're like, "All right, guys, when he gets in, I got this pie." So he's <laughs> <laughs> when he shakes my hand, I'm gonna have this buzzer, <laughs> dude. They, I would love if they would, like pulled little stupid pranks on him. Well, <laughs> Like electric, like electric stick of gum or something like shit like this, that. This movie is a little stupid, uh, especially when we're in the introductions. There's like some dumb stuff they show us. Uh, two of the characters, which I agree, don't have any uh, character description really to them, are the Mormon twins. Um, what? The the Mormon twins, the ones that are basically in costumes, just doing whatever distraction is needing. Um, oh, the the RC guy. Yeah, what a weird oh, way to yeah. introduce them. Okay, dude, so when I watched that scene, I was like, okay, this is weird. And then I thought I thought we only cared about the dude with the RC car. And I'm like, okay, well, he kind of sucks. He just got his stuff destroyed anyway, whatever. <laughs> and then I completely forgot where he was, and I just I didn't recognize him. And then I just saw the other guy, and I'm like, oh, where well, there's like Mullet Mike over there. He's back. <laughs> um, and I was like, I guess the other guy didn't matter. And then I realized it was both of them, and I was like, oh, oh. And it, I, I was really confused. Yeah, but, I mean, what did they bring to the table besides being dudes that you can put in different costumes? Nothing. They left first at the at the scene at the end, but like I don't know. I just thought their characters were like if they weren't there and they didn't even have speaking roles or anything. We didn't get an intro. We wouldn't have any questions. They could have just been like, "This is Dave and Dave. They're our guys," and we'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's fair." Boys. We had just we just had to give them some screen time to make sure we get used to them or whatever. Yeah. And they were just like, "Okay." I have no clue, but I've been wanting to do a scene where a monster truck races a toy monster truck for all my life. Can we do it now? And some executives like, fuck it. Let's do it. I mean, their special skill is being brothers and fighting, causing yeah, they, a commotion. They, they they literally just fight each other so that everyone's distracted. <laughs> they do that, what, at least three times. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's the balloons, and then again at the door, and yeah, yeah it's a few times. <laughs> it's but a good bit if it ain't broke. If hey man, if it ain't broke, and I, when he had the balloons, his little cowboy hat was so great. The like whatever <laughs> fucking huge what, fucking fifty gallon hat that he had on, man, it was cool. <laughs> Some kind of going on. Hundred gallon hat. It's, it's a. It's like eight stories tall. <laughs> uh. Oh wait, um, when when that was happening, it sort of sounded very similar to the South Park, South Park, and like Canadians, where it's like, "Don't call me pal, buddy. Don't call me buddy, guy." And that's just what they kept doing over and over to each other. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a really funny banter, and they very obviously like rehearsed it, like giggling the night before. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do this. Um, and then after, I God, what happened after that? The the only thing I remember next was um mr ocean man getting beat up oh yeah mission mr ocean man gets beat up in this movie do we want to talk about that sort of at the end or do we want to maybe go to when all the crew meets up for the first time you're right no either way i don't this is I a don't, free I don't, form podcast i don't remember this movie very clearly is the thing <laughs> like so many i that's kind of the problem i get in in this movie, um, a lot of the stuff there was so many things going on at once. I guess mm -hmm. where after that first part at the beginning where we do meet all the characters and they meet up, everyone gets their jobs. From that point on, we are constantly switching between everyone doing their job and their own little storyline. And like, if you go through and like cut it up, you could just have like a whole individual like five Moving. minute, like twenty minute thing, whatever, mm -hmm. of just like okay, just this guy just this guy but instead we're constantly switching between and so in that That's i true. kind of i, I, I kind of lost the I, I guess what happened a lot because no, i, I was trying that. to keep up with everything that was going on that's why when they were marketing mo the movie to women they cut down how many people were in it so that the women could understand it easier yeah oceans eight yeah, yeah. uh this wham is officially an anti-women podcast dude i'm excited for the next one ocean Seven Eleven. 
to the boys. <laughs> it's just them just yeah. like stealing a beer from <laughs> from a group. <laughs> so it's a bunch of from like teenagers. Dude, that would be such a good sh- little short film idea. A bunch of teenagers like st- planning to steal beer from a se- like local 7-Eleven. I'm and it's called it Ocean right 7-Eleven. That'd be so good. We are done with all the intros. We get to um we get to the first big meeting and in that basically George Clooney just says to all of them, "Hey, we're going to do something that's really hard. And the old guy says, you're expecting me to like break into this prison that can't be broken into. And then, and then get out and we can't get out. And then George Clooney just says, yes. And he's like, Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I like my that mistake. Line. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. And then after that, we go full into action. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no bullets flying action in this movie, really. No. And there's no real tension that's – there's no there's no big looming bad guy, I guess, besides I, if you want to say the owner of the casino, if anything, yeah. maybe. But um, I, I mean a, a thing that sums it up really good. So Brad Pitt um, in 2001 when this movie came out, um, they had an interview with him and he said, you know, this is a direct quote. No big drama, you know, no no one's mom dies, no breakups. It's just guys with banter bringing down the casino. And that is really what this movie is. There's yeah. no big conflict. There's no it's message. It's a smooth ride. Yeah, we're just, it's people trying to pull off a heist and that's it. And it's, I think the movie knowing exactly what it is and staying in that lane helps it a lot and makes the shortcomings like constantly switching between everybody kind of like make up for it. Yeah, this whole movie is to to describe how it makes you feel. If you saw a picture of George Clooney at a bar and he had his his elbow on the table and he had a glass in his hand and he had one eyebrow raised, whole movie. He's got a martini though. Martini, yeah, Shaking or whiskey. Martini I was or whiskey. James Bond. No, yeah, I think that matches. It has, has a little played, bit of James Bond to it. Has he played James Bond yet? Uh, no, and he I think should've. that it's or British should, exclusive. I, I think. No. Is there one that's not British who played him? I don't know. We can do Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy Bond. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Jeremy Bond. <laughs> the name's Jack Bond. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie Bond. Jackie Bond. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so funny. Um, anyway. Where are we going? Uh... Well, I'm trying to see what what really happens after that. Um, oh, well, there's that one scene where George Clooney is talking to his ex-wife and he's mostly just saying, hey, you should get back with me. And she's like, no. Uh, and then our main guy, our main casino owner comes down and he is currently dating uh, his wife, his ex-wife. He sits down and he says, yeah, I kind of see everything in this casino. And then George Clooney says, well, I stole your towels just to let you know. Like that's the best come out back you could do. The guy stole your wife, and your big brag is, "Hey, I have one of like I have a five dollar towel of yours in this billion dollar casino." Yeah, it's just a very good. Hey, go fuck yourself, pal. Like <laughs> you didn't give a shit, you know. Uh, like, um, it's good. Um, in like over through the heist and everything, the, once the crew learns that he is kind of doing it because he stole his wife, mm-hmm. um. There's a whole thing where they're like, all right, you're out um, because you're compromising it or whatever. Um, And so the whole crew thinks he's gone. And so he had to from then on until later in the movie when he comes back. And right during that, we see that we have Matt Damon, whose character has been told to basically do nothing this whole movie, is put into the position that George Clooney would have. And that spooks him out a little bit. He's like, oh, my God, I have to do so much now. Sorry, that was my alarm. God, we'll fucking do the sit-ups anyway. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon's doing the thing that he was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Say it again because you're thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> we see Matt Damon, who's basically done nothing this entire movie, have to take the place of George Clooney and all of his um, roles. And that puts him into like a really tight spot because he goes from yearning to have a lot more control to having it. And now he's like in his own head, like, oh, man. Um, and <laughs> it's funny to see like an unsure Matt Damon 
you never really see him like nervous or shy. He's always a little bit of comedy to him. And he wasn't really in this movie. He really was just somebody who had a really good skill, but was very down low about it. Yeah. Now, now that you mention it and I really think about it, like I kind of in my head, I pictured he was really witty and kind of funny. But the whole time he was just pretty timid and all the comedy was just in him, like not wanting to sit in the van anymore and like getting out of there and just mm-hmm. like it, but there was never, he was never cracking a joke or anything like that. He wasn't the funny guy. Yeah. And that's oh. just, that is really different from Matt Damon. And I think that is cool. We don't see that. Uh, that Matt Damon died in 2006. <laughs> when, when he get, when he got to be like a little bit sterner and now he can really only play characters like he does in Oppenheimer. Yeah, he can't be silly anymore. Well, he can be silly, but he can't be like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the best bits, which are throughout all of this and all the shenanigans that happens, is part of the elaborate plan is when Matt Damon is playing George Clooney's character, which is explicitly um, a – what is it? He's playing a games commissioner, somebody who overlooks gambling. He's basically an ATF guy, but specifically for gambling. Um, we have him sort of turn over our Transformers guy who is, what, some blackjack dealer. That's part of the distraction and specifically to grab the codes from the casino guy. I love how the way they did it is by having Transformers guy get extremely loud and violent about like perceived racism. <laughs> like, yeah. like this this, <laughs> this heist couldn't have worked unless racism existed <laughs> you know you're right if this was a if this was a casino in a country where like there was that no idea, um yeah um in that like um whatever if that culture never existed here you'd just be like what the fuck are you doing dude get out like both of them um and that's i didn't even think about that yeah you're right God, thank God for slavery, for Ocean's Eleven. Wouldn't have worked without it. God, this is such a great way to have like the best. Yeah, (laughs) this will have the greatest clips. Um, And then I really love, I guess, Don Cheadle throughout this. He always has great bits. His demolition scenes always have some of the best cinematography. Um, yeah, and- all the camera work on that, like like following the the charges around that one circle of vault door, mm-hmm, was really cool. Yeah. Just, it was really nice. I especially love the little bit where he's going to set off um, the main part of this whole operation, which is the electric the uh, EMP uh, that's supposed to turn off all of the lights in Las Vegas, all the power. I I'm sorry, how- the EMP. I thought you mean the pinch. The pinch. Sorry. The pinch. Sorry. The pinch. I hated when they said that. Just it's, call it an EMP. Yeah. Oh, we this all thing know called what EMP a pinch. Is. Oh yeah. So it's like a bomb, but without the bomb. So I will pinch is this. Shut the this, fuck up, Don Cheadle. This Get movie, your stupid wheelchair legs. <laughs> this movie does really like try to market itself to like a dumb audience. I especially love how they have um are are the villain sort of explain like the big twist at the end in like the most like words possible they they just keep saying over and over again so that everyone understands it's just 2001 that's the problem i think Mm. most of the issues i think we're gonna have with this movie is it's 2001 that's you know a lot of shit it's so like it's such like a nice um like not nostalgic but just like such a cool aesthetic and everything it all fits Mm -hmm. so nicely in all the movies and it's so realized yeah. All the 2000 stuff sucks. It looks so stupid. God, everyone in this. Have you looked at celebrities and stuff in the 2000s? Speaking of celebrity, like all the people in the poker game at the start, those were all people TV at the stars. poker game. Poke yeah, people all of at those the, were TV uh, stars at that table. And then that boxing match, those were all TV stars and they look stupid. Yeah, everyone looks stupid. And I thought, like, at first, I was like, God, okay, so it was just oh, a wait. bunch of like generic looking random 2000 yeah, yeah. people. And then later I realized it was literally just all TV stars. I remember that Topher Grace was in that, and that's so funny. Topher. He was literally just playing himself. So it was a hard going from TV to film. Dude, not for me. (laughs) We're not going to talk about Spider-Man 3. Shut up. I liked him in Spider-Man 3. Other people didn't. 
I um, I really liked Spider Man three personally, not yeah. even as a bit. But I like it. Yeah, I, um, a lot of people don't. I'm just the one. I'm cool. Yeah, you're cool. Uh, okay. Don Cheadle has, I think, the best shot in this movie. It's specifically when he's at the EMP, the pinch, and he's he has the detonator in his hand, and he's staring at it, and it's glowing green, and it looks scary. And you know what he does? Covers his dick. <laughs> yeah, he cups his balls. He's just he's like, like, hey. <laughs> Is that because of like testicular cancer from the emission? Is it because the van blows up? Who knows? He just wanted to make sure his balls were safe. He's just like, I, I, I don't know, man. I might as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I guess if he, he's got to be that close, but I, I'd try to cover some. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, do you remember the hockey puck? No. What? Um, when we're uh getting into the vault finally, when we have Matt Damon and George Clooney getting into the vault, we see oh, that there are two guards. Sleepy, yeah. sleepy puck? What is that? You know, it's the sleepy puck with no effect or gas or anything coming out. It's just a little, and then they're dead. Yeah. I'm confused. What did that do? You know, it uh, farts, and then they go sleepy. And then they have nightmares. Horrible, Uh, horrible, unending nightmares. They're actually in comas on the floor down there. It's horrible. um, (laughs) There isn't much, I guess, left to talk about this movie except for... um, I guess the ending, the big twist of all of this. Do you want to describe it? Do you want me to describe it? I mean, like I said, with this movie being so long, I missed some stuff about it. Like, um, so they build just, I'll just say the first part here. They build this replica of the bank's vault. And so at the start of the movie, one of their guys, like the kind of tech guy who mm-hmm. looks like he could be like Joe Pesci's son. He um, plays uh, Charlie's molesting uncle and It's Always Sunny, I think. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for, I forget his name, but whatever, that guy. Um, yeah. He goes in and he lays a wire and stuff so that they can see the whole camera feed and everything. And then they give the casino camera feed a look into this fake vault so that they think nothing's going on and all that, whatever. Mm. And then at the end, he's like, look at your cameras and he switches them all back and they're all like, Oh, fucked up and whatever. And all that. Yeah. We have, um, we have them be able to switch the vault to fake footage. And right as, uh, Brad Pitt sort of does this thing where he tries to get into the owner's head like hey we're stealing from you which mm-hmm. everybody else just seems that's too cocky you're not going to get away with it in that sense um, they cut to the feed and they show that there's um, half the money is gone and they're running away with it uh, in this weird van and the other half is in the vault with a bomb attached to it if you try to mess with us we blow it all up what they don't know is is that all the footage of the money in there and all the people that they're delivering the band to are fake. Uh, the footage is from that uh, simulated one that they have. Um, so the bags have already been blown up a long time ago. Uh, well, obviously, it's not real. And then the yeah. van that they go into is some Tesla shit where it was driven by a robot. And I just love when they open the door and they finally catched up to him, the police, and they just see just this camera that has like controls over the handles. And he just turns his robotic head and he goes, <laughs> I don't understand. Where did all the money go? <laughs> God, there were some one-off lines in this movie that were just they weren't i don't know if they were meant to be funny but they were just hilarious where that was like some guy over the radio or the the phone just says that yeah <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna be in whatever you say rubble barney rubble trouble trouble yeah cockney accent um so what we find out is they the swat team that came in over the recording to try to grab the guys wasn't actually a real SWAT team. It was the entire crew dressed up in SWAT teams, including this really old guy who's basically on the brink of death because of ulcers. And the whole yeah, time, just... <sighs> the whole time they were grabbing the money. Um, they were putting it inside of their like bomb diffusion bags. And then they just walked out, took their SWAT car and just fled the scene without anybody knowing. Um, 
some problems with that. One. Yeah. Is the SWAT team not the like immediate next suspect of questioning? And did the cameras not pick them up? Well, did they not call? Well, no, because they think they called 911, right? That's true. They could just think that, that they did their job and they literally have no clue how it was taken out. Yeah, so they think yeah. the SWAT team came in there, they came through, and they're like, God, no one's here or whatever. Yeah. Or oh, Yeah. Yeah. Second question. Okay. We have Brad Pitt calling the manager or calling the owner inside the thing, and he recognizes he's in the casino, and mm-hmm. he recognizes that he's on the phone there, and that's sort of tempting him. Yeah. So did they not just go over the footage and find someone who was on the phone during that? Because he even recognized it was in the slots area. They didn't have the footage. Oh, was all the did he delete all the footage at the end? Well, the cameras weren't the cameras weren't going yet. I don't think. Oh, or no, damn. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I Brad Pitt was walking through, and then he was like, "Look at the cameras," and then he was still walking through. So yeah, he totally could have just looked at the one man walking towards the exit on the phone. <laughs> like <laughs> they would be like, "Wait a minute, how's that guy?" Minute. Is that is that the dude yeah. from fucking Fight Club? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> That's what I'm um, a little less conversation. And then uh the, the real real ending to this, I I really love and I accept the real ending as being when you have the whole entire crew besides Ocean all standing at the uh at the uh, fountain at the famous uh Vegas fountain. And they're all just silhouettes watching, and then they all walk away slowly. I thought that was really fitting. Maybe stupid. Maybe I like it was stupid. <laughs> but I I loved it. I love the colors, the the silhouettes. I'm a sucker for that. Oh, beautiful. I thought I, I thought the silhouette thing was fine, but the music was a little much for me. I, I get that through the, this movie. Boo, boo, yeah, boo, I was like, are we fucking? Literally, when it started playing, I was I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I think that's. that's- that might be Blue Danube, but I have no I, clue. I don't know. But um, I never felt a huge like team bonding kind of thing from these guys. Absolutely not. Um, like it's just they, recognition they never felt that they're like all a big millionaires. Unit. They're just kind of like, yeah, we all know each other. Like, oh, it's from the last job kind of thing. But we never have a like, all right, team, let's go do this kind of moment or thing. So when they did that whole moment at the end, I was like, I don't fucking know these guys. Why are they all like this? They don't know each other either. You know what I realized? What? And also, wait, wait. Also, why the fuck are they looking at the fountain? Get the fuck out of there. Why are you still in Vegas? Leave. I guess I I like to think that they're just like, job well done, lads. Job well done. Good job, lads. Good job. (laughs) God, you do that accent so well. (laughs) Um. I, this really sticks away from what I guess I would call the Avengers formula, where you get a group of talented people together and they fight and then something happens and they're like, time to get serious. And then they do the thing and they're all best buds. Yeah. Like there's never like, any infighting. Yeah. Really. Like Brad Pitt says, nothing bad really happens in this movie. There's no conflict. There's no, there's no butting heads. There's just, they there's come just in the, to goal do the job and, the task. and there's no, does anything even go wrong? Like a few things go wrong. The first demolition fails. Um, we have oh, some problems. Oh, yeah. His we hand some, gets smashed. Yeah. A lot of demolition problems, actually, especially yeah. in the vault. We have the contortionist who almost sets off the alarm. Mm-hmm. We have some problems with getting uh, some cards and shit. Dude, uh, that, that contortionist, when he did, he there's a, this one man, the amazing Yen or whatever his yeah. name is. Um, he does a backflip up onto a shelf and it's like insanely impressive. Like it's I wonder awesome. how many takes it took them to do that because <laughs> it's a, it's like a full like tall ass bookshelf and he goes from a table up onto there, like sitting up on it. It's insane. It is really insane. It, it's, it's awesome. I love contortionists. We need Shout more out of them people. in movies. Shout out right. people. Um. Okay. Well, do you have any other thoughts or do you want to go ahead and rate? Um, I mean, I'm I'm all right. I can go ahead and rate. Okay. Um. So, it, this movie overall, like, the, the music was kind of a mixed bag. Um, mm-hmm. in high tension or like action scenes, it works where we're switching from person to person, or the music just kind of gets annoying or too prominent. Like I said, yeah. Um, they're really funny characters, but it's really not a strong team dynamic that we ever get. 
um it's there's no huge conflict or um you know bad guy or like stakes really besides just getting caught Mm -hmm. um but it knowing that in itself and the movie not trying to be anything else besides a heist movie i think that is really entertaining if you know that going into this yeah if you went into this um wanting that conflict and stuff you are gonna leave a little bit more disappointed i think but if you go into this knowing it is a heist movie and that's what you want i do think it's really perfect for that but i'm gonna say it's gonna be a three for me i get that um Keeping Brad Pitt's uh, quote in mind, I sort of think this is a complete turnoff movie. It's take away your brain and just look at the pretty colors Mm -hmm. and just have like the easiest ride of your life. With that in mind, I think this perfected that. I don't think we're ever going to get a better version of that. There's a reason people love this movie. It is the perfect like good times of flowing. The conflict is so easy to understand. Um, The tasks they explain it to you incredibly uh, annoyingly a lot. So you understand it. Um, everything about it just reads that this is just about having like the easiest action movie ever with mm. that. I really liked it. And it's something I'm going to probably put on in the background whenever I remember it exists. So yeah, I, I, that's really fair. Yeah, I think I'll give it, I think a four, obviously it's not super highbrow stuff, but for like, a super easy movie. I think they perfected that. Yeah. Um, without there being a real plot besides steal the money, it's really good for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you think it's time for news then? Please. <laughs> um, breaking news uh, right off of here. Uh, this happened just like uh, exactly an hour ago. So this is a little bit interesting. Uh, up until then, up until now, Aquaman 2 has had no marketing. It releases yeah. in three months from now, and we haven't heard like a single word about it except for like uh, some, I think, stockholders meeting about the future of Warner Brothers had a quick snippet, and mm-hmm. that's it. We finally yeah. got a teaser trailer right now, um, and we have a we have a trailer, a full trailer coming out in four days which we're recording on Sunday so you guys can do math. You're big boys. Um, mm-hmm. Or big girls. Or right? big girls. Um, yeah. But what I saw from the from the teaser, explicitly it's showing that we're going to have our main villain be, what's his face? Black Manta. And I mm-hmm. thought he was really underused in the first movie. And I explicitly, especially love how they're taking it a lot darker. They're showing him in like a blood in like a blood filled rage, trying to like attack Aquaman. Aquaman dies. Well, in the in the comics, Black Manta kills his wife and son. Damn. And like it's one of the biggest things that happens in his event. I think wow. he loses his arm and gets it replaced with a hook. If we have something like that, and that's how we end off the DC universe, I will be happy. Overall, there's some bad things that have happened with it. Even if I enjoyed uh, Blue Beetle for being a simple film, Aquaman is their biggest selling movie DC has ever made, unless you count The Dark Knight, which technically made more if you account for um, inflation. That's is um. Is Aquaman going to be the end of the DC universe or just the end of the old DCU? The old DC universe is ending with Aquaman 2. After that, we're going to start with the first original project of James Gunn's universe, which will be the animated show Creature Commandos. I don't want to watch a show. (laughs) Well, uh, you obviously don't have to watch it. I don't think it's going to be a main focus. The first thing that audiences will actually care about is going to be Superman Legacy. Uh, Sadly, there's a movie that's doing really good right now, which I wanted to flop. That movie is Dumb Money. The movie about the... Hmm. uh, the Wall Street Bets subreddit that moved GameStop's stock really high up. My dad bought into that and he made money. <laughs> Currently, the reviews for that movie starring Paul Dano. Um, there are some other big names in it. Uh, Paul Damon, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, uh, Pete, 
Davidson and the guy who plays the Winter Soldier. They're all in that, and it currently has a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty insane. I'm pretty excited to see that. <laughs> I'm excited too, but like, I did not expect it from that. I'm gonna go. I see didn't it. know about it. I'm gonna see it Tuesday. If we don't make a uh, wham about it, I can talk about it a tiny bit. If not, we're gonna wait for that because I. If you're interested, I'm down to do it. Yeah, for sure. That does sound really interesting. If it gets good reviews, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. If it gets um, bad reviews too, I'm especially down for that. Actually. <laughs> um, also, one thing I've I, I don't really know, but the movie Bottoms came out, and I've been just yeah. hearing a lot of people going to see it. Has it been getting good reviews? Bottoms has been getting very good reviews. Um, there's a little bit of backlash in the LGBT community about it, but it's about things that are like they don't like it. Not all of them. Um, or it's oh. very, it's very obviously just a nitpicking thing that people are either like, this is bad or it's fine. Stop complaining. I don't oh, want to okay. get into it because I don't understand it at all. I just know that there's some tiny stuff about so it. So just like people doing like a, that's not how it is kind of thing. Really? A little bit, I guess. Oh, oh, I've okay, heard it's whatever. a yeah. very good, uh, lesbian high school drama, similar to maybe stuff like book smart that sort of sells to the same audience. I've yeah. Or like, um, things the one judy movie live action movie where she tries to like find bigfoot or something i don't know the not bummer summer that's it (laughs) 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 you're welcome anyway (laughs) um oh i have some news i don't know if you would explicitly like this but i think you'd like the underlying ethics Hmm. tim burton has been doing uh some interviews about beetlejuice too and he's explicitly talking about how he's using old school methods to make it from puppets to stop motion to stuff that made the original Beetlejuice very memorable. Hmm. And I think that's I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I I think we talked about this before in like Oppenheimer or something like that or Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge um, like supporter in practical effects and um, just props and usage and everything like that. Um, props, obviously, I don't. Well, I guess you could digital in a prop, but it would be really weird and annoying. Um, they do it in um, a ton of Marvel movies. They they had uh, Samuel L. Jackson holding a a green screen gun that they then made into a real gun later. Why wouldn't you just give him a real gun? They didn't know what gun they would be using. That's stupid. Anyway, um, oh, and also to get so they don't have to deal with a prop master right, or a, an armorer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that role and just that aspect of, uh, cinema is really important because if the props and everything look realized, um, like that, it just really helps sell the world and sell the narrative that they're trying to pull the audience into. Yeah. And also just from, um, just from like a student standpoint, I would love to learn about that whole process and, I mean, just going on YouTube, you can like look up prop master videos and stuff. There are tons of just like prop glass, prop ice, prop bags, like everything that you can Mm -hmm. think of. There's like a prop version of it that just makes no sound or whatever it is. Um, And it's just really, really interesting and it helps sell it. And it also just gives more people um, just kind of an artistic hand in making that movie and that world for everyone to enjoy and hook into and then to remember, hopefully, for like years to come. Yeah. Uh, I've I guess, I guess two to three more news is left. One of them is just stupid, just so stupid. Give me the stupid. Haunted Mansion is coming yeah. on Disney Plus soon on October fourth. Didn't it release release already? It released physically in July in theaters. Did anyone care? Like, nobody cared. It made no money. Because it was because it was in July. That's yeah, why. but they're releasing it on Disney Plus in October. This what if this was their plan? It was literally like we make no money, but we put a ton of money in advertising, and then when it hits Disney Plus, people are like, "Oh, it's October. I'll watch it now," and then they can spend a lot more money uh, just having it on Disney Plus. I don't know why they wouldn't just put it. I don't. Well, know. I, I don't, well, you know, I'm not that, a strategist. That, that that kind of makes sense, actually. I can totally see because, at least as far as I could remember, weren't there not a lot of huge actors in it? Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, um, mm. the girl that now plays Ahsoka. No, this thing was stacked for some yeah. reason. Really? Huh. Okay, but I, I was going to say I, I can see people just being less um, less likely to go into theaters now. 
mm-hmm. um, just just compared to a few years ago. That's true. But um, but like if we did it vice versa and we released it in theaters, let's say no one really sees it, then their wi- their Halloween window is completely gone. You're right. And no one's going to be seeing it at all. And no one's going to want to watch it on streaming until next year. That's so true. doing it this way. If you want a Halloween movie right now, you can get one. If you don't, it's going to be on streaming in Halloween anyway. So that kind of does make sense. But looking You're at right. it right now in the moment, it's weird. That's true. We yeah. do have some decent Halloween movies coming up, though. We have The Nun 2. We have Five Nights at Freddy's. We are going to have a pretty stacked... Um, I think we're having... There might have been some other... Oh, Saw 10 as well. Ooh, yeah, we're going to have a good that. Halloween. I don't care about The Nun, and I think the Saw movie is going to be really bad, like they all have for, for the past few years. But like, um, like, God, the last one was horrible. But I, I was, was that so Spiral? Hopeful. Yeah, I was so hopeful, but it just wasn't. It was all the in the Saw movies. It always goes between like the people in the traps and then like the cop storyline. So mm. Spiral is all of the cop storyline. Stupid. It's so bad. Anyway, um, but I'm really excited for. God, what was the other one that you said? Uh, the Nun Two or oh, that, that's gonna suck. Too. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, Freddy Fadbear. That's gonna be funny. I'm excited. I'm I'm not really excited. I don't care about the movie. I'm really excited for the internet culture Freddy afterwards. Fadbear. It's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be great. Um it's gonna be a great time to be a Redditor that month. <laughs> Dumb money, <laughs> then five nights at Freddy's. Redditors mm-hmm. are eaten up. God, they're eating good this month. Um well, I know you're a fan of digital media. I don't know if this is the digital media you're seeking, but mm. um, physical media. Yeah. yeah, physical media. Sorry, uh, yeah, Disney. Canceled. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> to celebrate a hundred years, is releasing a giant box set of one hundred of their animated projects in a giant uh collection that you can buy. Is it um? Is it Blu-ray? I I mean, I guess yeah. Is it 4K? I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a point to making those animated movies 4K, but are they? I maybe it's in multiple things, but I think that's just too many DVDs. I'm going to mm. be honest; they're probably trying to make this as cheap as possible. Probably standard, maybe HD DVD. Um, I'm not sure. It comes it gotta with be Blu-ray. I doubt their DVD. There's okay. no way. Uh, it's it can be Blu-ray. It comes with like five different like giant bags that all hold like so many dvds i've sent you a photo of it somewhere well, i don't i don't know because a, a new blu-ray even on like amazon is like 15 dollars though mm-hmm. so mean, honestly it might be dvds because they're animated but it depends how how recent um like the recent ones are mm-hmm. in that um, but um it, depending on how expensive it is that's really cool but that also probably be like a thousand dollars fuck that but that also makes sense <laughs> for um why they cut dvd sales in australia so they just um, had to make it to where they could sell all those you must buy the bundle i don't want to you must buy the bundle well i can see okay. that they have like specific dvd uh i guess dvd manufacturers that they're like okay we're gonna cut off uh making things for australia right now so that we can make a shit ton of these dvds I was just thinking like test market. Oh, yeah. Because Australia is basically just like America too, just like over there with like spiders that'll kill you. Yeah, it is sort of like you turned America on hard mode. A ton of British people that overtook the natives. Instead of having like quietly corrupt politicians, you have openly corrupt politicians. Yeah, but no guns, weirdly enough, with stranger animals. Okay, so like every every time people um like online and stuff in the UK in the UK are like at least we don't have guns. I'm like I'd be more scared of if it was only knives and stuff because like a knife can be anywhere. Anyone can have a knife, or like and then if someone gets stabbed, you don't know. That's quiet. They can just be like and they'll be like a gun. It's everyone know in like an eight mile radius. A knife that's scarier. A throwing knife even. What if they're like a ninja? Nah, no way. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. I'd rather have guns than throwing stars. It's yes. such a great... Because, dude, if I see someone with throwing star, then I immediately, I'm like, okay, well, they obviously know how to use it if they have a throwing star. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm scared. One of the things with, like, a blade on the end of a chain? Hell no. That's so funny. <laughs> that's fair though i i guess yeah. that's fair like i saw one video where it was this guy who walked up on the street oh sorry a guy walked up on the street in the uk and he just started stabbing like this guy in a van's window he just started like stabbing at the window and like people were walking by and everything and just kind of looking just like huh huh another stabbing in it oh in it yeah and then they <laughs> scraped the bean juice off their mouth and walked away anyway i'll probably cut this out anyway <laughs> i like it seven minutes there's uh nothing much else to talk about yeah bitch hey uh <laughs> by the by the time we do next episode i will have been at atx showcase i will have watched dumb money i'll keep you updated on those fronts but besides that uh we'll just watch whatever for the next one yeah, um, one thing I am excited to actually watch this later Halloween is that vampire movie um, with Dracula on a boat that no one actually knows. The Voyage of the fucking um, Ask Blaster. I don't remember. I don't know the name. The no Last Voyage the of Demeter. That too. But um, <laughs> no no one remembers the you know that Voyage of the Don Treader movie. No one's going to yeah. fucking know this title. You know what's um, funny? I am excited about it. People said it was neat. Yeah, that movie released like three weeks ago. We can watch yeah. it now though. Yeah, we can, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, for Halloween stuff. I wanted to watch it Ooh, in theaters, yeah. but I felt that kind of same thing about Haunted Mansion, where it just didn't feel like it was right. Yeah, it sort of seems like a movie you should watch in your home. Yeah, but now, overall, uh, comparing Ocean's Eleven to last week's movie, what do you think stacks up as the, you know, let's say Tuesday night movie? You know, you just want to put something on to kind of relax. If you're putting on Vivarium to relax, you need to get psychiatric help. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not your, even that stressful of a movie, level. but why? What do you think your enjoyment was? I'm going to have to go with Ocean's Eleven. There's a reason people uh, keep shooting for it. It's it's great. I love it. It's dumb. It's uh, brain dead. It's great. That's really fair. Um, I'm going to have to agree. Although I, I love Vivarium because of how strange it is, but yeah. this movie is just really, it's perfect. I think in what it does. Mm-hmm. Still getting it at three though, but thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been episode 11, uh, wham. Um, you've been, uh, fuck. What's the line? Uh, shit, um, next, see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>